We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hello lovers, welcome to Unveiled. I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And we're here to spill the tea on the big wide world of weddings. Get ready for love stories, epic fails, and enough gossip to make your grandma blush. Whether you're planning or just here for the laughs, this is Unveiled. 90% love, 10% chaos, and 100% good vibes. Let's dive in. Hey, Luce. Hi, Eddie. Lovely of you to grace us with your presence again. Yes, I've been MIA, but you've been holding down the fort the last two weeks, and I've been loving what you've been dishing out. Thank you. Do you want to share where you've been? Uh, nowhere special, just <laughs> on the golf course, not here, not in the office. <laughs> uh, but You are working very hard though, so look, you deserve that time. And yeah, the last two episodes have been great. It's really good. It's been really nice to have girl chats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did, yeah, I, I probably wasn't required for last week's episode. But you're I always did. required and everyone loves your input. Oh, thank your you. input is as, as important as my input. Yeah, but I... I put my headphones on and was strolling down the beach listening to you three ladies last week and I was really impressed and I love the open honest discussion around weddings and babies and things outside of weddings so it was it was really good yeah and it sounds like um a lot of our listeners really enjoyed it too so that's it was a very high performing episode yeah Eddie looked at the stats the next day which he always does and was like loose it's the best performing episode after one day. And I was like, yay. Yeah, the girls. Yeah, it was a good one. It yeah. was a good one. Anyway, on today's podcast, seeing as I've been doing nothing for the last two weeks, I thought I would take the driver's seat and lead this one. So now everyone ready, knows Luce? that I come up with all of it. Lessons learned <laughs> from 2023 and how to avoid them. So we would have touched on a fair few of these things throughout the different seasons, but thought this would be a good one. So first on the hit list, long portrait sessions are not the go. So when I talk about portrait sessions here, it means when we go and take the bridal party away for photos, including the bride and groom. So I feel like a lot of photographers that I'm working with now are actually really reducing this time limit or this this time that we're taking couples and the bridal party away for photos because it doesn't need to go for longer than I'm saying like 45 minutes maximum. Are you finding that a lot of your couples, because a lot of mine are, are saying that they want to be at their canopy hour for longer than yes. 15 minutes? I think it's also got a fact to do with, from a photographer's perspective, cameras are so good now. Like how many photos can you take in a 45 minutes and get so many screamers? Like you, mm. you honestly just do not need to be away for that long but yeah mainly it's just weddings go so fast we say it on this podcast all the time and you really want to be enjoying the day with all your guests not away with the photographers so that's that's point number one you have anything to add there Luce? yeah I think look I think the thing that is going to cut into time or is going to make it longer is if you're getting married on a venue that you can't do the actual portraits on so I guess if you're moving between venues for example the city you know like it's usually a a church ceremony into going to a different reception area and Mm. so you kind of having to factor in travel time and moving around and going to different locations and some couples like different locations as Mm. well so 
those kind of circumstances, it's going to take a bit longer and it's going to add a bit of time in. But I guess that then comes down to you guys then just factoring those things in. And if you choose to get married on one site, you really don't need longer than 45 minutes as a portrait session. Yeah, and you can go to one location. Even that's long, You I can find. go to one location and make – and there can be several different scenes within that location. Mm. So it's really up to you guys. You've got to weigh it up. Do you, Is it more important for you to – Be take, at your wedding. Yeah, mm. or is it more important to get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of photos with you and your bridal party? You just really need to weigh that up. But – from what I'm seeing this year, where portrait sessions are getting reduced and I'm loving it. Another one I'll just add to that is because Ash from Sapphire Studios touched on it was if you choose to do a first look, this is also a really cool time to, if you're not fussed on having your bridal party portraits done prior to the ceremony, you can do that and it takes out a chunk of time after your ceremony. Usually that portrait session won't come into a bit later and you can get the crux of your photos done earlier. Yes, very good point. And next one, we've talked about this before, but veils or no veil? When is a good time to wear them or when is it a good time to remove them for photos? <laughs> I'm going to let you t- talk to this one. For of course you are because it's controversial and I'm going to sound like the asshole. Okay, no, I'll, I'll go for it. <laughs> so obviously I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a girl, so uh, this is completely from a photographer's perspective, but I feel like you can do a certain amount of photos with the veil and then I think there's a time to remove it. Mm. Just because it gets in the way 80% of the time. Like especially Just clarify that point there. Okay. It gets in the way. Does it what do you mean it gets well, in the way? You from when you're taking photos, you're often moving from, you know, pose to pose or location to location and often the the veil is you know it's getting it's flying over the face or it's going in the wrong direction or the the bride or whoever's wearing the veil is getting distracted from it and then that's removing the natural elements of taking the photos Mm. so yeah i mean if if possible i i would say wear the veil for a period of the time and then remove it i think you're going to be a lot more efficient with taking those photos. I mean, mm. that's not controversial, is it? What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, from our perspective, we see a lot of brides and, yes, whoever's wearing the veil get bothered on the day, yeah. especially if it's high winds. The veils tend to have a mind of its own and sometimes they work and other times they uh, just end up annoying the shit out of the person who's wearing it. So... And you're right, it shows up in photos because it's often like you're trying to fix it or get it out of the way or it's not going the right way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And you can use it so, for some really beautiful moments. Yeah. Like even for the, the styling, the, the setup, you can use the veil for photos as a bit of a prop. So there mm. are some really nice moments you can use It's the a really beautiful piece and it's like it, it often finishes off the bridal look. Yes. Without a veil, you can almost feel a little bit like unfinished. I mean, I didn't wear a veil, but that was completely personal choice. But mm. I often, uh, like my thought process was that I loved the back of my dress and I was wearing my hair out and I just didn't feel like I wanted to. The back of my dress was really important to, for me to have out and showing and yes. I felt like the veil was going to take away from that. So uh, considering all those things as well, 
But yeah. it's also a really beautiful place. It's also really expensive. Like they can be quite expensive. Really? How so much are they? <laughs> they vary. They vary in in cost. But anyway, they're what not saying, cheap. You can have the best of both worlds. You can you wear the veil and there's just a moment in time where it would be good to remove it. Do some so with you can, and some without. For, yep. Let the photos and the videos just flow mm. without you being bothered about mm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. We've got briefing your speakers on the duration of their speech we go on about this a lot uh but i feel like there has been a lot of times this year that it's really dragged things out again and it's not you know anything on on the bride or the groom it's just i feel like it's when people just don't that when they go off script mm. and they or start, don't have a script at all yes and and the five or ten minute speech turns into 20 minutes and it's sad because it cuts into the dance floor time and it's hard to capture someone's attention for longer than 10 minutes like could it be a really good speech for to hold someone's attention for longer than 10 your minutes. attention and <laughs> you little goldfish uh, if, if someone just keeps <laughs> rambling it's cutting into the dance floor time you're losing interest people start getting up and going to the bathroom or they start clinking and talking to the person next to them mm. it's it's a big one so Ways to avoid this is just having a really brief discussion. Stern. No, not stern. <laughs> just saying, look, we're trying to keep the speeches to about five to eight minutes each. Like that's the kind of window. And then think subconsciously that that gets people in a headspace to be like, oh, okay, well, I won't write 10 pages. Yeah. How many speeches have you heard to at weddings where they've started with now? I've only been told that I can speak for five minutes mm, and, that's and I'm right, not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you just lot, see the it? couple go, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's not only that they push it pushes dance floor hours back, but you know it can like you know push into that that last light window where you're capturing yes. their sunset photos, and if they've got speeches prior to that really really small window that they've you know got allocated for that, if speeches run over, you are running that risk of the sun dropping and losing that time, which is, you know, really important to most couples. Mm. So I think it's, yeah, just having that transparent and I would say slightly stern conversation. (laughs) I know you wouldn't, Ed, but just, you know, it's not giving them a sort of window. It's Mm. a saying you have five to seven minutes. Please make it just short and sweet and lovely. Good speech that's gone for 20 minutes? No. Never. Really? Never. No. Actually, no. No. (laughs) Uh, okay, next one is content creators. When is it a good idea to have one and when is it not? The rise of the social yes, content creators. In 2023, <laughs> this has been a big rise. So we've, we've got an episode with a content creator coming up. So yeah, super excited. Yeah, so super excited we'll be able that. to delve deeper into that one. But so when's, when is it a good time to have one, Luce? When you say good time to have one, well, and what I, do you mean? I guess... For people on a lower budget, they can't mm. necessarily get a videographer in to okay. their budget. I think that would be a good time to have a content creator. Do you yes. agree? Yes, yes. But we need to reiterate, and especially, you know, for your sake, Ed, being a videographer yourself. Oh, that's okay. They that's definitely fine. don't replace. Oh, absolutely not. They, do, they don't replace. So Even a social – I worked with – lovely lovely social content creator on the weekend and she even said to me 
I reiterate to couples that we do not replace. There's no one that we replace and especially videographers. So look, yes, definitely. If you can't, if you don't, if you don't have the budget for a, a videographer, a hundred percent, it's a great idea to look at getting one of one of those people to jump on board and come and sort of do the behind the scenes of that day. So yeah, but just being crystal clear, what you're getting with the content creation is raw moments well, we, documented on a phone that's mm. delivered probably twenty four to forty eight hours post the wedding, mm. and it's probably cut to some music and they might supply the raw clips that they've got from the phone too. So it's the raw clip, it's the raw audio, it's all very raw. Mm. Uh, At and iPhone standard, in yeah. In contrast, Which is great. a videographer, you're getting a lot more of a polished mm. edit. So mm. it's professional cameras, it's fully colour graded, it's professional audio. Speeches, it's ceremony, to, all of that. Yeah, it's yeah. got all your speeches, ceremony, yeah, all, all that stuff. So there's two very different products. Well, when is it a bad idea to have a content creator loose? Is there? There are a few things to consider here, especially if you've got two shooters for both a videographer and a photographer. That means, guys, you have a lot of people snapping at you. Or not snapping, well, yeah, snapping at you. Like, you know, it's going to feel quite overwhelming with that many people sort of pointing cameras in your direction. And also... I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but I think this is where a lot of photographers and videographers are just a little bit on the, they err on the side of caution with this social content space because especially that time where we take couples for those last light portraits, it's quite, it's always sort of been quite an intimate moment with both them, your photographer and one videographer then you throw in a social content creator as well. It's it's quite a lot of people, you know. So I guess yeah. Look, there's. I mean, I think it's it's a great idea, and it's it's got legs, and we're definitely seeing a huge rise in this space. And I think there are so many pros to it. I've met some really lovely social content creators, and. Yeah, a lot of the two people that I've worked with have worked really nicely alongside mm. the photographer and videographer. That segues nicely into the next question about ciphering your selected vendors. Yes. Well, I think... Siphoning. That, well, before we get off the content creator thing, it's a, the barrier to entry for a content creator is very low. You literally just got to have an iPhone. So yeah, I think... It's my mum. What is <laughs> important when you're doing your research is... What is going to set these people apart is their creative eye. Absolutely. So anyone can go and run around with a phone, but it's how you capture moments, how you compose moments, what you're looking for. That's what's going to set it apart. So before you go and engage one, make sure you do your research and you know what you're buying. I think that's a really good point. Thank you. And so that goes well into the next one. If doing your research on your vendors, I've got a story from got wedding stories. a few weeks ago, and it was a guest at the wedding that got a videographer. That it was the bride's mum booked the videographer on behalf mm-hmm. of them as a surprise. Mm. But the the apparently the video and the videographer were no good. So and they were very disappointed with with what they got. So. I mean, you can't really do much in that situation, but I'm just 
I think the beauty of the internet and social media and everything now, you can really go and do your research on all your vendors, Google reviews, watch their videos, watch their photos, uh, taste their food, do makeup trials, all those sorts of things. Mm. Really got to put a bit of effort in and do your research on your vendors before you engage them. What do you think, Luce? Yeah, I agree with everything you said just then. Okay. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously we always call home about just digging deeper than a social media page because it's a highlight and you need to you need to dig further than that. Yeah. To really, really know who's turning up on your day. Yeah. And, s- and even if that's a simple phone call, jumping on the call. Yeah. Yeah. And um, most most people will always be happy to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it would be great to meet up with the vendor in person, but I know a lot of the couples that we're booked for, for this year and to next year, a lot of them are, you know, out of state, up and down the coast or just have busy lives. So you don't necessarily always have time mm. to go and meet face-to-face. But even a simple phone call, you can you can get the vibes. Going. Yeah, I feel like face-to-face has kind of got an expiry date. Yeah. Like, well, Zoom's amazing. Yeah, true. You know, everyone gets to do it from Zoom. the comfort of their own <laughs> home. Yeah, I, I almost think just a phone call over Zoom. I don't know why someone needs to look at my big, ugly, dumb head. Well, it's the same <laughs> reason as they would like to see you in person. It's, yeah, I know. You I know, know. You, could put, you could put me on the phone instead of you speak and I put on a man voice and I could be, <laughs> I could be yeah. you. I know. You I know just, it's, yeah, I don't know. The Zoom is... Anyway. Anyway. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um, next one. I've got following the path of least resistance on your wedding day mm. slash go with the flow. Mm. And slash let your professionals do their thing. Yes. So all those things bundled into one. You really don't want to, if if something, if whether it's rain or something, you just got to be like, all right, if I the professionals, they're going to they're gonna sort this out mm. and everything's going to be okay because it always is going to be okay. But mm. it, I know it's hard. Every single person thinks about the weather or... Did you think about the weather? I did. Or the weather? I did, I did. <laughs> Oh, so I need to talk to myself Were you a little here. bit stressed prior to our wedding? But, I, but yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of some other examples on the on the wedding day. Um, just the other week it was you know, umbrellas falling down because of the wind and people getting themselves in a little bit of a huff mm. because it's not going to be the same. But, you know, you just got to, if that's happening, whoever's looking after that, let them do the job, sort it out and just keep going on with your day. Yeah. I think it's very easy to get sidetracked and in yourself into a bit of a tiff on a wedding day. And understandably, it's probably is going to be the biggest day on your life. But if you can really just put your trust into the vendor's hands that you've hired, you're going to really enjoy your day. I think it's just crossing your T's and dotting your I's, right? So, for example, with weather, have a backup wedding, have a wet weather plan mm. in place. Even going back to our interview with Samanda, Mm. how she mentioned that she created a huge, like a really solid PDF and sent it out to all of her suppliers. And while it may be 50 pages or it might be five or it might be one page, but just to be crystal clear on what your expectations are so everyone knows and everyone is across it and you know that you're going into your day with it all out in the universe. You've said everything that you need to. Everyone should be on your page and where you guys are at. And if you've done all of that in whatever that looks like for you, then your day will be exact. It'll run exactly how it's supposed to. 
cross your T's, dot your I's. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Lois. All right, well, that's all we got for today. Thanks for taking the reins the last couple of weeks. Um, but like no Lucy it's nice said, to have you back. Yes, uh, yeah. I really, really hope you keep that blooper in because <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely hilarious. So, look, it's just... And I think this probably segues well into the nice... Uh, in segues well into the nice. Oh, I think this seg. <laughs> I think this segues. Segues nicely into the next question. Which is doing your research on your vendors. Yes, so I think this segues nice in. Se- <laughs> We're 100% keeping this in. It's hilarious. I've helped you with the question. Just go into the next one. So I think this segues nice into the good. (laughs) (laughs) That needs to just be an episode on its own. So from here, I th- we we haven't got an expiry date on this season yet. We're just going to keep running with episodes. <laughs> I touched on that in yes, our intro. I know, yeah. Until we run out of ideas, basically. So <laughs> Which is going to be never because there is always something to talk about in this space. But, I mean, ideally it would be nice you and I for you and I to take a, maybe a couple of weeks off over Christmas. But we'll see how we go. We've still got quite a few episodes um, in the bank that we've got being released over the next couple of weeks so you've still got us in your ears for probably the rest of december at least yeah that's it all right guys well until then we will see you next week see you next week